This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, just how much is it going to cost to help agencies achieve full-scale telework? Despite all the telework measures enacted so far, some in Congress still say it's not enough. Many are pleading with the administration for more money to help the many industries affected by the coronavirus pandemic. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The White House says agencies need another $49 billion this year to respond to the coronavirus. Several agencies need funding for more bandwidth, virtual private network licenses, and other tools to support full-scale telework. The IRS needs $214 million to send out coronavirus-related tax relief and other benefits. Many agencies need funding for temporary employees and overtime, and the Office of Personnel Management needs more funding for a short-term electronic solution to process federal retirement claims. The retirement process is still largely paper-based. Yet another plea for mandatory telework during the coronavirus pandemic. Over 60 House members want the president to order mandatory telework for all eligible federal employees and contractors. Members say previous guidance from the Office of Management and Budget urging agencies to expand telework is not enough, as telework requests are still being denied. Virginia Congressman Jerry Connolly and 62 others made their case in a new letter to the president. President Donald Trump does invoke a 70-year-old law to deal with the coronavirus. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more details. At least five agencies are now operating under the Defense Production Act of 1950 that pushes the needs of the agencies to the front of the line for certain products and services. President Donald Trump signed the order yesterday instituting the act's requirements at the Departments of Defense, Energy, Health and Human Services, Homeland Security, including FEMA, and Transportation. Under the DPA, agencies buying products or services as part of their response to the coronavirus get top priority from suppliers. Congress passed the DPA in 1950 as part of the effort to mobilize suppliers during the Cold War. I'm Jason Miller. The same night, President Trump signed a $100 billion coronavirus aid package into law. Four of the largest postal unions have called for a bailout of the Postal Service. The unions asked Congress to give USPS more than $7 billion over the next two years to withstand a loss in mail revenue amid a recession. They estimate a loss in mail volume from a recession could lead to $4 billion in annual losses and would threaten the Postal Service's solvency. USPS is currently self-funded and does not receive any annual funding from Congress. Federal contractors have taken a hit during the coronavirus pandemic. That's the message Virginia Congresswoman Jennifer Wexton has sent to the Office of Management and Budget and the General Services Administration. She's asked the administration to put a moratorium on contract terminations to avoid further damage to the economy. Wexton has also asked the administration to set guidance that allows maximum telework flexibility for contract employees. As the administration calls for emergency funds for agencies, one agency temporarily stops a source of revenue. The National Park Service suspends park entrance fees for the ones still open. That's the majority of national parks. In calling for the fee waivers, Interior Secretary David Bernhardt cites states and cities that have suspended their park fees. He adds the large spaces in national parks make it easy to enjoy the outdoors while also maintaining a safe distance from others. Regional offices for the Veterans Benefits Administration are being closed to the public. Buildings are still open, but VBA will no longer accept walk-ins and other claims assistant appointments. 
Veterans can still file claims online. VBA's decision comes on the heel of an OMB memo ordering the closure of many in-person federal services. Less than a week into the 2020 census, the Census Bureau has hit the brakes on in-person field work over the coronavirus. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. Census Bureau Director Stephen Dillingham says the Bureau will suspend 2020 census field operations until April 1st. Under the Bureau's normal timeline, enumerators across the country would conduct an in-person count of people experiencing homelessness at the end of March. More than 11 million households have responded to the census so far. The Bureau plans to update self-response rates every day through June. I'm Jory Heckman. More military activities are postponed due to the coronavirus. The Air Force is pushing back a critical test for its advanced battle management system. The program will connect 28 different systems to give troops real-time awareness of the battlefield. It works much like the Internet of Things. It was supposed to be conducted in April. It's now delayed until June. The last trial of the system was in December 2019. The military's commissary system is cracking down on unauthorized shoppers. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Each of the grocery stores will now be checking for military ID cards at their entrances. It's one of several steps the Defense Commissary Agency is taking to keep shelves stocked. Stores have already started putting purchase limits on some high-demand items. Starting today, commissaries will also move to later opening hours to give staff more time to stock shelves and sanitize the facilities. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Army is adjusting its rotations to combat training centers. The centers are venues for combined arms collective training based in the U.S. and Europe. This adjustment will specifically affect the 81st Striker Brigade combat team. They're now available to the governor of Washington, though, to respond to any issues involving the coronavirus. The Army says it will reevaluate the training as the conditions change. The Defense Department's cyber red teams are highly skilled at finding security problems on DOD's networks, but the military services and agencies do not have a great track record of fixing the vulnerabilities they find. The Pentagon's Inspector General says DOD needs to put a single organization in charge of making sure the red team's findings are dealt with. Should artificial intelligence products be eligible for patents? The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office finds no shortage of opinions. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin. USPTO launches a special webpage devoted to that very question. It includes comments received from individuals and organizations, nearly 200 of them. Companies making everything from network equipment to automobiles have commented, as have the patent offices of Japan and Korea and IP attorneys from several countries. Director Andre Yanku has tagged the intellectual property rights connected to AI as a top priority. I'm Tom Temin. And Russ Vaud has been the acting director of the Office of Management and Budget for just over a year and may soon lose the acting title. President Trump intends to nominate Vaught to be the permanent leader at OMB. He would replace Mick Mulvaney, who served in the role until becoming the acting White House Chief of Staff in December 2018. Before becoming acting OMB director, Vaught was the deputy director of budget at OMB. He also worked on Capitol Hill and in public policy for 20 years. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And you can follow us on Twitter as well. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. Plus, stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Eric White. (music) 